Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. Today, if you made the decision to say yes to everything. Parents, imagine saying yes to your children every time they ask you for something. Mum, can I have chocolate and jelly beans for breakfast? Yes. Dad, can I have $500 to go spend at the Penny Arcade? Yes. Mum, Dad, I want to go to that birthday party where there's drugs and alcohol and all other kinds of bad things happening. Yes. No, but we're the yes people. Yes. Imagine, how, imagine what life would be like. Like, I feel like that would be dangerous. Imagine your boss saying yes to him every time. He says, hey, Bronson, can you work back late tonight? I need you to work back six hours tonight. Yes. Hey, bro, uh, we're going to cut back your pay. You're only going to get 10% of what you currently earn at the moment, but you're going to keep working the same amount. Yes. Imagine if he said, you know, we're going to need you to come in on the weekend. Yes, you said that to your boss. Yes. Like, I think that life could be really dangerous if that was the approach that we took. You know, as a pastor, I hear people say all the time that they want to say yes to God. And I've said it myself. I've said, God, I want to say yes to you. God, next time I hear your Holy Spirit's promptings, I want to say yes to your will. Is anyone else like that here today? Anyone? Yes, I think there's people like that. And yet what I found is that often God places opportunities in my life and instead of me saying yes, I say no. Or I say I'm not so sure about that, God. Or I say that's not how I had it planned. Or that's not what I thought I would like to do. And I instead say no, I'm sure we've all done that in this place. I'm not the only person. What we don't realize is that God's small opportunities can change our lives more than any of life's big opportunities. Come on, I think that people need to hear that this morning. The small opportunities of God can have a greater transformation, impact, change in your life than life's biggest opportunities. Why? Because God is in those opportunities. Today, we're going to look at the story of a man whose life was changed forever, transformed because he said yes to God. Come on, let's pray this morning. God, today, we just thank you for your word. As we read your scripture this morning, I pray that you would minister to each and every one of us through your Holy Spirit. I thank you, God, that you are moving us to a place where we would say yes. In Jesus' name, amen. The title of my message is The Power of a Yes. The Power of a Yes. Turn with me to Luke 5. We've got a, uh, we're going to read from past scripture um, verse 1 to verse 11, so we've got a bit to go through. But let's just read today. One day as Jesus was preaching on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, great crowds pressed in on him to listen to the word of God. He noticed two empty boats at the water's edge, for the fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. Stepping into one of them, Jesus asked Simon, Simon its owner, to push it out into the water. So he sat in the boat and taught the crowds from there. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. We may have all heard this story before. Master Simon replied, We've worked hard all long, all last night and didn't catch a thing. Any fishermen can relate to that or fisherwomen? Yes, that's a very common thing in fishing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. This time their nets were so full of fish they began to tear. A shout for help brought the, their partners in the other boat, and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. When Simon Peter realized what had happened, he fell to his knees before Jesus and said, Oh Lord, 
Please, please leave me. I'm such a sinful man. For he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, uh, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for men, for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. This passage of scripture, there were opportunities along the way for Peter to make a decision. Simon Peter to say yes or to say no. He chose to say yes and there is a great transformation that happened in his life. Three yeses that we can say today, church, as followers of Jesus, to have change in our life. Number one, to say yes to being empty. Say it with me. Say yes to being empty. Uh, the first two verses, Jesus preaching. The crowds are press pressing in on him. He notices two empty boats and he goes and he stands, he, he preaches in them. Because uh, the fishermen had left them there. Jesus notices these two empty boats. He's walking along. He sees them there. He notices that they are empty. But there's this really well-known children's uh, book that you would probably have heard of. It's called Where's Wally? And it's a book. It's a picture book. It's not a words book. It's a picture book. And, you know, like as adults, picture books are easy, right? Like, come on, picture books, please. I left that behind, you know, at university. I moved on to reading books, you know. Like, picture books are easy, so you'd think that Where's Wally would be really easy, right? No, you're wrong. It's really hard. Where's Wally's really hard. Can we bring, I think we've got a picture here of what it looks like. We've got this guy called Wally, and uh, he wears a red and white striped top, and you have to find Wally in the picture somewhere there. And if anyone can find Wally, you can get a free coffee after the service. So if you, we'll give you a couple of seconds, you've missed your opportunity. We're moving on. But see, the pages are absolutely full of all these things that are going on. And you can't find Wally. He's so difficult to find. You'll never find him unless you're intentionally looking for Wally. And Jesus noticed these boats because he was intentionally looking for them. We can get rid of Wally now because we want people focusing on Jesus, not Wally right now. Or the, or the, uh, the allure of a free coffee. Jesus noticed his boats because he was intentionally looking for them. Just as today, Jesus is intentionally looking for people. He's looking for you and I. He is looking for us who will say to him, Jesus, I give you my emptiness. Jesus, I give you my hurt. Jesus, I give you myself because I want you to use me. I don't have it all together, but I say yes. I say yes. And see, Jesus is always intentionally looking. He's looking for people, for things, events, situations, circumstances. He's looking for these things so that he can bring glory to his heavenly Father who is in heaven to praise the name of God. And so Jesus, he sees these empty boats and he turns to Peter and he says to him, can we use these? Can you just push me out a little bit further so I can preach the gospel to all these men and women and children who are around him? Jesus will use our emptiness, but he's always going to ask us to say yes first. He always wants us to hand it over to him. See, our God is not a God who comes in and, and barges into your life. He wants to hear you say yes Jesus, here it is. Yes, God, take my brokenness, take over, fill my emptiness. Yes, Jesus, use me as you see fit. Church, I want to tell you, there's power in a yes. 
Verses 4 and 5, Then when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Now go out where it is deeper and let down your nets to catch some fish. Simon says, paraphrasing, Jesus, I've been out all night. I haven't caught a single thing. But you know what? Because of who you are, I will go out and do it. We've got Simon here who is a professional fisherman. He's not like you and I that have just got one fishing rod, you know, with a, a two sinkers and a hook and, you know, some pilchards. He's a professional fisherman. He has nets. He's been, he's, his grandfather probably did this. His dad probably did it. He's doing it. He, he, if what he has forgotten about fishing is more than we even know about fishing, right? He, he's a professional fisherman. And now... The rabbi comes along, the teacher comes along, like who, who specializes in scripture and interpreting God's word. And he says to Simon, hey, I reckon you should try this. It's like me if I came along to Rick, who, who is a mechanic of prestige cars. If I come to Rick and, I, and he's working on a Mercedes and he's replacing the engine, I come and I say, oh, Rick, I, no, I think, I think you should do it this way. If, if it was me, I would have done it like this, Rick. No, you're doing it wrong. It's like, bro, just... Go back to pastoring and leave the cars to me. You know, but, but Peter, he says, you know what, Jesus? You know what? Because you asked, I'm going to do this. We've worked hard all night and didn't catch a thing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets again. Simon Peter, he says yes to allowing Jesus to use his boat. And he says yes to going out and casting out his nets again to let them down. Here's the interesting thing as I thought about this passage uh, this week as I, was, as I was studying it. Do you think that Simon would have gone out to take his nets out again if he had have caught a great catch the night before? Like, there's, there's no way. Like, if, you, if, if, if I've caught all these fish, why am I going to go out again to catch more fish? There's a quota. I'm only allowed to get so many. I've got all that I need to feed my family for this week if he'd caught all the fish that he had needed. No, he wouldn't have. See, today's successes can cause us to miss the miracles of tomorrow. The successes of today's can cause us to sometimes miss what maybe God is wanting to do in our tomorrow, the miracle that he wants to, to bring to us. See, why did Peter say yes? Maybe he said yes. And why do we say yes? Could it be that we listen better when we're empty? Could it be that we're closer to God in the seasons of discouragement and suffering when we are empty on the inside? Could it be we are more open to receiving from God when we're empty? Today, my encouragement for us is if you're feeling empty in this place today, there's a good chance that there's someone like that here this morning. If you're feeling empty today, give it to Jesus and say yes. Say yes. See, there is power in a yes Say yes to being empty. Number two, say yes to being full. Come on, turn to the person next to you and say, say yes to being full. Say yes to being full. Verses six and seven. And this time their nets were so full of fish, they began to tear. A shout for help brought their partners in the other boat and soon both boats were filled with fish and on the verge of sinking. The boats go from being empty to now they're overflowing. Now they're full. Now, now, now they're full of fish. And church, that is what Jesus does in our lives. That is what he does. He takes us from being empty in fear 
to now full of God's peace. He takes us from being empty in, in discouragement to now being full of joy. He takes us from being empty in all these things to now being full of Jesus. Empty with sadness to full of joy. Empty in our sins to now full of new life in Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus does. He takes us to being full. How does Peter react to this? He falls on his knees and he said, Oh Lord, please lead me. I am a sinful man. He says, please lead me. I am a sinful man. Uh, so Peter, he, he sees this amazing miracle that Jesus does. And the way that he reacts immediately is to tell Jesus, I am worthless. I'm a bad man. I am a sinner. Please leave me, Lord Jesus. And maybe today that's you. Maybe today that's me. Maybe today that's us. We're in this place. We're in this situation where where we are in life, and we feel like that Jesus should not be around us. We think that there couldn't possibly be any worth in receiving in us, inside us. We think that we couldn't possibly be worthy to receive that all the things that God wants to fill us with, that he wants to do in our lives. And we might think like that. And when you think like this, you're really looking at your value and your purpose the wrong way. I remember uh, years ago when Gabby and I, we moved from uh, our place here in Sunshine to where we live now. We, we were moving, and so has anyone ever moved house before? And we did it ourselves. We were moving ourselves. And so we, what we did was we, we, we went down to Woolworths, and we asked them if they could set aside boxes for us. Because when you move, you've got all the stuff that you have to move, right? Cutlery and kitchen stuff and clothes and kids' toys and kids' toys and kids' toys and more, you know, you've got all these things you need to, 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 to move. And so we went to Woolworths, we spoke to the manager, we said, hey, can you put some boxes aside for us every week? And they said yes, which was amazing. And so what they did is they put aside boxes. And so there were some boxes that were really big, but sort of like really lightweight. And then there were other boxes that were smaller, but they were like the double reinforced cardboard. And there were fruit and veg boxes. And they're, they're really good, those ones, because they're very strong. And then there were all these types of boxes. And so we got them, and we used them to move our house. And it was great. They were exactly what we needed. Here's the interesting thing. The boxes they gave to us for free. The boxes were free. Yet, if the boxes had been full of produce or food or items, the boxes would not have been free. So if those boxes had had, I don't know, Kettle's chili chips or Pascal's marshmallows or something like that inside them, they would have made us pay for them. But they didn't because there was nothing inside them. That's because boxes have no real value. Rather, the value is in the contents inside the box. The contents inside the box. And let me, let me drop a truth bomb for you today. Our purpose is not to have value. Our purpose is to carry that which has value, Jesus Christ. Come on, I think that we need to receive that more. The world will tell you that you and yourself, you're the most valuable thing. You are, you are the best thing. And look, I don't push back on that too much. God has blessed your life. He loves you so much. But can I just say your value is not in you. It's who you carry, which is Jesus Christ. And if we would grab a hold of that, we would change our life. See, we're a treasure chest. We are not the treasure we are the chest. The treasure is Jesus Christ. 
And so we carry him wherever we go. And as we go out into our life and to our families and the workplaces and to schools and everywhere we go, we carry a treasure. Our value is not us. It's the contents of our life, the Holy Spirit, Jesus and God's anointing. And so today, if you're living a life where your value is from what you look like or the clothes that you wear or the amount of money in your bank account or the car that you drive or the school that you went to, the university, or the whatever it might be. Can I just encourage you today, those things are not your true value. The true value is Jesus Christ in you. And maybe today you're in this place and you've never received Jesus into your life. Maybe today you're in this place and you're not even sure about God and the cross and Easter and all these things that we talk about in church and these ways that we live as Christians. Today I want to encourage you, you're in this place for a reason. It's because Jesus loves you, because he said yes. Today at the end of my message, I want to give you an opportunity to receive him into your life. See, true value comes from saying yes to being full of Jesus. I want my life to be full of God. I want my life to be full of his anointing, his presence, to be full of Jesus. See, he's within us, to be full of his life, his power. He changes us, he strengthens us. There is power in a yes. Number one, say yes to being empty. Number two, say yes to being full. Number three, say yes to more. If the keys could come. Say yes to more. Peter, for he was, in verse 9, he was awestruck by the number of fish they had caught, as were the others with him. His partners, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, were also amazed. Jesus replied to Simon, don't be afraid. From now on, you'll be fishing for people. Come on, say that with me. Fishing for people. And as soon as they landed, they left everything and followed Jesus. Here's Peter. He starts the morning, gets up, goes to work, kisses the wife, says goodbye to the kids, goes off to work, catches no fish. He's out there emptying the nets, cleaning the nets. This man comes along, says, can I use your boat? He says, yes. He says, can we go push out a little bit deeper and cast out your nets? He said, yes. This man then says to him, hey, I'm going to now make you a fisher of people. And Peter says, yes, he leaves everything and follows Jesus. Peter goes from a man who would have been unknown, just another person, another million, one of the millions and millions and millions of people unknown in throughout history. And Peter comes along by saying yes to Jesus, goes down in the history books, written about in the Bible, the most published book in all of history. We know about Peter today because of his yeses that he said to Jesus. See, he could have said no. If he had said no, that's fine by God. God will move on. He'll find someone else. But Peter would have missed out on all that God had planned for his life and wanted to do in his life. He becomes one of the disciples of Jesus and a founding father of the church in the early days, all because Peter said yes. Jesus, I say yes. Today I say yes to you. All because he said yes to allow Jesus to use his boat. He said yes to cast his nets out. He said yes to becoming a fisher of men, of people, of women. And what I love about, about this story, what I love about this, this, this Simon Peter and what he does is that in the saying the yes, it doesn't just change his life. It changes the life of people around him. It changes the life of his Partners. It changes the life of these sons of Zebedee, uh, James and John. Their lives are changed because of the yes of Jesus, of, of Peter. 
And if Peter had never said yes, these men would not have experienced Jesus. These men wouldn't have gone on to become disciples and gone out into all of the known uh, world at that time to preach the good news that Jesus has risen. God has come to earth to meet with mankind because Peter said yes. And maybe today your yes is not just for Jesus to come and transform and change your life. Maybe today your yes is also because Jesus wants to transform and change the life of people around you. Maybe Jesus' yes is because He wants to do something not just in your life, but in your family or in your workplace or amongst your friends. The yes can change their lives. Now We need more of Jesus, church. We need more of God. We need more of Jesus. We need more of Him in our lives. I want more of God's presence. I want to hear the Holy Spirit more. I want more fruits of the Holy Spirit. The evidence of God alive in my life. The fruits of the Holy Spirit. I want more fruit in my life. Jesus, this morning, that is the the prayer of my life. I want that for you, to you experience the fullness of God in your life. We care for you. We believe for you. We're praying for you. And there's a cry that says, yes, God, I'll do more for you. Yes, God. I want to be used more by you. Yes, God, I'll step out of faith. Yes, God, I'll say hello to the person. Yes, God, I will give when I see someone who is in need. Yes, God, I will share you to someone who needs to know you. Yes, God, I want more of you in my life and in the world around us. I'll say yes to more suffering for you, Jesus. You know, the Bible talks more about suffering than any other subject in the, in the Bible. It talks more about the Christian life being a life of trials and suffering. Yes, Jesus, because in it I'll meet you. Jesus, I want more blessings. I want more of your hand upon my life. Jesus, I want more of you. I want to say yes, yes, Jesus, yes to you, yes to you, God. Yes in our church, yes in our families. God, we want to see you, Jesus. See, we want to say yes to being empty, say yes to being full, saying yes to more of God in our lives. Right now, here in this place or later this afternoon, you've taken notes or if you jump onto the podcast during the week or you can jump onto YouTube when our services are up there, you can watch them back. And During the week, I want you to ask yourself, I want you to come before God and say, Holy Spirit, I'm going to ask you a question. I want you to speak into my heart right now. I want you to speak to my spirit. I want you to ask this question. What yes, God, do I need to say yes to? God, what do I need to say yes to? And what do I need to stop saying no to? There's something, God, that maybe I've been saying no to that you are leading me and I need to say yes God, there's some yes that I need to step out of faith and say yes to you. I want to do that today. Maybe in this place, you need to say yes to your emptiness. You need to say yes to knowing that Jesus can use you in your emptiness, right where you find yourself. It's a place where you don't want to be, and I get that. I've been there too. But you can say, yes, Jesus, in my emptiness, I say yes to you that you would use me like those two boats that were empty. They weren't fulfilling their purpose, but you used them. These things you need to empty out of your life so that then you can say yes to being full. 
yes to being full. God, today I want to be full, Jesus, of you, of your presence, your anointing. You know, you'll never, we'll never be all that we can be if we're not full of God in our lives. You can't pour out God into your family, into your world if you don't have God inside you. So we're going to say, yes, God, I want more. I want to be full of you, God. Come and impart your Holy Spirit inside of me. And then say yes to more. There's people in this room and God has more for you. He's got more for you. And I'm not talking about our Western twisted view of what God's more for us is, more more things, more possessions. I'm talking about more of God's peace in your life. I'm talking about more of God's comfort, His wisdom. I'm talking hearing the Holy Spirit to help you with difficult decisions you need to make. I'm talking parents about Him leading you to how you raise your kids. That's what I'm talking about more of. You can have everything in the world and not have anything at all if you don't have God inside you. God, we want more of you. And today he's saying, come on, I've got more for you. Maybe you feel him speaking to you right now. Would you say yes? Would you say yes? So you'll never know what it is that God may be able to do through you and in you and for you if you never say yes. My question is, how might a simple yes change your life? Jim Carrey, he says yes. Not the greatest role model in this movie, gonna be honest. Some pretty eh, things that happen in the movie. He says, Yes, his life has changed. Today, we're gonna say yes, not to some guru, not to some pact. We're saying yes to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the one who created everything we see, the one who's been here for eternity. We're saying yes to Jesus Christ. How might it change our life? How might it change this church if we were? church where there are people who are saying yes and then there's more people that are coming along and saying you know what I want to say yes too to join the people who are already saying yes and there's a movement that's starting there's a, a, a praise that's arising there's a, a walking that's a, starting to go there's a marching that's starting to happen there's more people say yes I want to come and help yes I want to be part of what Jesus is doing in elevation Melbourne West as we say yes to God what He wants to do inside of us, it starts inside of us and then it outworks itself to be worked out through His church. Simon Peter went on to impact the world in a powerful way. And I want to let you know that the yes that he said to God was not just a special dispensation for Simon Peter. The yes that we say to God is available to us today for Him to use us in a mighty, powerful way. You may, may not be in the Bible, but your name is in the book of life. Your name is, is known by Jesus. To say yes. Let's pray this morning. God, this morning in this place, we just thank you, Lord God. Today, here, God, we say yes.